The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 382 of IGN's podcast, Beyond, the number one PlayStation podcast in the universe. Woo! Uh, I am your host, Max Scoville. Hi, I'm new. <laughs> With me, Brian Altano. Blah, blah. Marty Sleva. Hey, everybody. And Jared Petty. Greetings. All of, all of you guys are more well-known to our audience than I am. This is terrifying. This is a new thing. This is a new generation. I'm scared out of my mind. You don't have to be scared. You got you, you have old orange. This is homemade morphine. Just, okay, there we are. I was explaining this before we started. This is I'm I, of course in in preparation of of uh, of taking on this massive just uh, tremendous responsibility of the most popular podcast on IGN mm-hmm. uh, as the new guy. Uh, my immune system has just crumbled like a like a, a Dickensian orphan in the streets. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm fighting off the beginnings of a cold, so that means that I'm basically approaching this like like Batman in The Dark Knight Returns towards, <laughs> towards the end. And I'm just like, I'm going to fight this with pills the best way I can. Okay. Homemade morphine is, is three emergencies yeah. in a liter of water with yeah. a five-hour energy on top. Yeah. That's Crit- not street so, legal. I don't yeah. think it is. No. It's, it's David Blaine's street match. Greg, Greg Miller <laughs> does chicken wings. You do homemade morphine. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, okay. So yeah, fine. we should probably address the fact that this is this is a new this is a new thing, mm-hmm. and we are not the guys who they're used to. And um, I don't, I really don't want to screw this up. You know, I just yeah. want to say hi, hello, everybody. It's yeah. it's really nice to be here. We uh, wave a lot now. Yeah. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. So if you're tuning into this, thank you, and um, I hope that we can, uh, you know, find our find our stride, find our yeah. find our rhythm. And like we were, uh, Max and I were talking about last week uh, on 381, which was Greg and Collins' last episode. Uh, so Max and I are going to be on here every week. Well, as much as whatever every week means to me, because I said I was going to be on here every week, and then I was on every other week because they sent me to weird places. Please just give yeah. everyone some level of commitment. Commit- <laughs> <laughs> um, Half of us will be here always, and none of us will be here never, but some of us ta- will be here sometimes. This, this is a labyrinth uh, uh, riddle. You're like the dad in boyhood. Yeah. <laughs> you show up every three or four years. You're like, hey, guys, Cats I got a new guitar. What's up? But we're going to be uh, – this is going to be a different show. Obviously, we're different people. We're yeah. not going to try to emulate the amazing thing that that Greg and Colin did. But yeah. we're gonna, you know, we're gonna take what they did best, which was just open a dialogue with the with the fans, with mm-hmm. the community, with the listeners. And this is not this is not us talking to you. This is talking with you, which you're gonna see because I printed out notes. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think anybody is here is attempting to to be like a 
like a cover version of your favorite band. We just want to make some new music. So mm-hmm. let's get out there and smash some guitars. Yeah. Yep. I think or the thing we, we realized is... <laughs> no, don't do that. Okay, don't no, do that. They're, they're smash the Vitas. They're broken. It's a lovely handheld. All right. It's a, the, smash the PSP Ghost. Jeez, I'm sorry well, we about can, the Vita We can, thing. in fact, smash the PSP yeah. Ghost. That's, smash that's the pocket good. stations. So. There we go. All of the pocket stations. That's, that sounds like an album yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't but, know what that is. Yeah, an opportunity to come together and, and celebrate uh, all things PlayStation that yeah. are worth celebrating yeah. and uh, make fun of all things PlayStation that are worth making fun of. It's, exactly. it's a great a great and, combination. And yeah. some of the things are going to stay the same. Some things are going to change. Uh, some segments are going to go away. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some new segments, mm-hmm. one of which we're going to debut later, which we're all pretty stoked for. Um, yeah, so it should be cool. It's sorcery in action. It I'm so excited, you guys. I cannot believe I'm sitting here. I... I Two and a half years ago, I was a, a fan that got invited out to mm-hmm. E3 because I, I had a part in a contest, and I was just walking around going, oh, no, no. now I'm sitting here on on, a, <laughs> on an episode of Beyond with, with people I worshipped for years. Oh, so that's, I, it's kind of, that's this too is much. riveting. I'm just a little overwhelmed. I mean, Wor- no. Worshipping Max is like worshipping a rock star because then you realize that the rock star has a, yeah. has a prescription Morphine problem. That's to, okay. No, yeah. I, wor- I worship dark <laughs> gods. I, I worship, you know, Azathoth and Cthulhu and and Is that Skoball. first one real? Yeah. I like to think that an ancient evil has been awakened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I, I heard that. I think it was in a game somewhere. I think you heard it on an your shirt. Evil. <laughs> I don't worship anything. I don't worship anything I can't spell. <laughs> I can't spell? No, that's a hard a hard rule for me. So Yog Shagath is probably out. He's right? out. Yeah. Okay, that, that dude's on his own. So we're off to a good start talking <laughs> yeah. about PlayStation yeah. on this yeah. video game podcast. Yeah. We, we do want to talk about that. Um, yeah, what's do. what should we talk about? Like what's what's so going on? Is, I feel like no matter what we what we do, it's just you know someone's going to be happy about it. So let's just have fun. Is it? Are you saying that it's time for some news? News. News is loose. So news is loose. Why did you sound like a ghost? So I feel. Yeah, I, the news ghost. <laughs> Children's I mean, are we, programming. The news I, is loose. The the Roper Report is typically the news segment. Yeah. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> that's fine. Is that, like I it feel really. Ebert's, I, it was Ebert's partner. Yeah, in that's the literally who I thought they yeah. were referring to, and I was like, I don't get this joke. And then Greg made a bunch of noises, and it's like, I, you know, I I I, I don't want to pretend to be like in on this joke, and I also I don't know. It feels disingenuous to be like, yeah. So the Roper Report so, might change. If it does, maybe we'll get Chris Roper in here. So he, yeah, to yeah. do the handing of the torch. Editors so of days gone by. Yes, exactly. In the meantime, we have the news ghost. The news ghost. Spooky. Uh, obviously. Uh, <laughs> the big thing that was happening uh, all weekend, the, the news ghosts have ruined everything. Okay. This whole episode is haunted by the news ghosts. Okay. So uh, the big thing that happened uh, all weekend was uh, a bunch of leaked playthroughs of The Order 1886 yeah. popped up mm-hmm. online. Yep. Uh, and everyone was like, hey, uh, this game is only like four five, six hours long. Four, five, six, seven, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Three. And, uh, that's a big dis- difference there. That's, that's a big difference. It's, I mean, I, it's, it really depends, I guess, if you if, if you stop and smell the roses. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. If you kind of just peek under every stone. I don't know if that game is full of stones you can peek under. Just yeah. It has a ton of stones. But we got a ton of emails about this. Everyone in the Facebook group was talking about this. Uh, you know, Jody Clark uh, emailed us and said, called this uh, game length gate. I, I officially don't want to use the, the term gate in anything anymore. Yeah, I'm... I'm but this is game, game length gate. Uh, a bunch of people were sort of comparing this to uh, saying, well, you know, James Hoffman wrote in and said, you know, Journey costs, was this, well, you know, Journey's a two hour, three hour game. Yeah. Everyone mm-hmm. loves it, but it costs $15 as opposed to 60 So, okay. uh, you know, can you really justify that? Uh, and so we want to sort of, you know, I just want to pose a question to you guys. Like, are you fine with, you know, a $60 AAA game? Uh, 
you know, only taking one or two sittings? Depends on how good it is. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't played this yet, so I don't know what it's going to be like. Right. But I can think of games that I wish were shorter would have been better if they were shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about Alien Isolation, mm-hmm. which would have been a better game if it were shorter. Absolutely. I think about Knack, which would have been a much better game if it were shorter. Yeah. Um, these these are these were, uh, you know, both high-budget titles that would have been significantly improved by less length, less filler. So there are times I'm okay with it. I, I realize games are expensive. I also know that they cost a whole lot of money to make, and at some point, they're either we're going to have to pay more or get less game per purchase. And if it's fun, you know, I think Portal 2, that's a short game and it's a masterpiece. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So there are times it works. Um, I I don't, I would prefer if they have to choose between giving me a short, good experience or a long, mediocre experience that they've padded out, I'll take the short one every time. Oh, yeah. Well, so here's the thing. No one ever says, uh, you know, this game that, that I spent 200 hours playing should cost more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one ever says that, but they do do the opposite version of that argument, which is this game I only played for three or four hours should cost less. Mm-hmm. And I don't really agree with that. I mean, I, not necessarily. And I think part of it is because, A, I'm I'm older and I'm an adult and I, I buy my own games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, B, I, I don't really have sort of the time I used to have to invest hundreds of hours in a game. But I also – I think it is really important to sort of – to understand the vision of, of a developer and mm-hmm. a storyteller to sort mm-hmm. of say – our story is this long. Now, the order might have its own set of problems, right? We don't know. We haven't reviewed it yet. A review right. will be coming out, what, Thursday? Yes, we Thursday morning. Thursday morning. comes out Friday. Um, so we'll know then the actual quality of the entire experience. But taking away all of that, what we're debating here is is length. And I don't necessarily feel that everything should be chastised for being shorter than something that's 100 hours yeah. long. I know people want the most bang for their buck. I totally understand that. But maybe you're looking in the wrong place because I think that sometimes experiences are better when they're shorter and we should celebrate those yeah. instead of <clears throat> forcing them to pad themselves to to make your wallet feel better. So mm-hmm. I think that I think that one a term that I I harp on a lot is brevity is the soul of wit. Yeah. You know, that which is really if you can I'm I'm a, the horrible example of this. And also I love that we are we are having an hour long podcast to discuss <laughs> conciseness <laughs> pretty important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well yeah, um, I mean that, we're, we're yeah. hypocrites. Yeah. That's what we do. Totally. But yeah. I mean I I think that one thing that's really important to note is is the the difference if you are an adult man who can spend 60 bucks on a game kind of on a whim and be like, hey, you know, my girlfriend has to work this weekend. I'm going to go and buy a game. And mm-hmm. you that's not like two months worth of, of allowance or whatever. Yeah. Or that's not you mowing lawns, you know. That's an entirely different, you know, approach to take than if you're if you're somebody who gets two games a year. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, I mean, it, it comes down to, you know, replay value and stuff. I love, I love the – I mean, games are – they can be like the complexity of a Nerf ball – Mm-hmm. Or they can be like a, a massive novel, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, <laughs> I mean, like Peggle and Dragon Age Inquisition are both video games. Yeah, exactly. yeah. both fun video games. Yeah, yeah. worth yeah. playing, but totally different in in every every possible yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, I mean, I think there's unicorns in both, but yeah. um, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's in point of fact there are unicorns. In both. Yes, <laughs> I, I nailed hate, it. I hate the tr- the trudge of of games where it's it's like you're you're not saying anything, you know, like when it's just when it's just stretched out, when yeah. it's kind of when it is padded. Yeah, um, and yeah. I think that it, there's a huge difference between. Um, you know, like an epic RPG where it's like, yeah, this is an 80-hour experience. You are exploring a world. There is just yeah. – there's there's a world here, you know. Uh, they've said from the get-go that um, the order is supposed to be a filmic experience yeah. because cinematic has been played out too much. But uh, I'm not really surprised by this because if you look at that game, it's it's beautiful. Like yeah. it's it, – they clearly put um, all of their skill points into the graphics you know, mm-hmm. tree and uh, – 
Is that how games are made? Yes, with a tree. <laughs> they, 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 buried, they buried some some graphics in the backyard and they watered it and watched it grow. You just you put a polygon under some fresh dirt and yeah. then and then you grows know, up there from it. there. Yeah. yeah, but um, I, I mean, I think that uh, I'm actually kind of excited about this news. Like, I feel I feel really like a, a total a total sham of a man for saying this, but like. I don't know. I'm 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 busy with work. I'm busy with a lot of things. I I just got a house. Like there's a lot of real life stuff that sometimes gets in the way of shooting werewolves with a with a thermite gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and to hear that that's not a 12 hour game is sort of a sigh of relief because I want to experience the whole thing. I want to see it start to finish. Uh, but I don't. I, you know, I don't want it to be like a thing that takes me a month to do. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I I think you hit the nail on the head earlier where. I'm of a different mind about this now than I would have been 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, when I was, I mean, you know, elementary school through probably even early college when I still had a lot of free time but didn't have a lot of money and I could buy, you know, a, a very small handful of games every mm-hmm. year. Like if I spent my $60 on something and I was like, oh, I finished it in one sitting, mm-hmm. like I think I'd be bummed out back then. Um, I mean, games were generally short I mean like when I think about the Super Nintendo games I got like if I got The Lion King for Christmas I don't think I was mm-hmm. complaining that well I don't think I ever beat The Lion King because that game's impossible exactly. well that's, uh, that's the thing yeah. we didn't have save states back then so yeah, a yeah. lot of these quote unquote short games actually required a ridiculous amount of time yeah, yeah. it, was, it, was, that, it that. was that damn Hakuna Matata level oh my god the, 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 it was, the, there was yeah. no ground for yeah. like a mile and you had to jump on which elephant doesn't head. make sense because Africa has a ton of ground yeah, I haven't been yeah. to Africa but like pictures I've seen it's just it's a lot of ground it's not 90% pits yeah and right, it also has more than two dimensions. That is true. that as well. But you know, like it's funny you mention that because I actually I remember growing up, uh, coming home from school after just a crappy day, which happens constantly when you're alive, and I, I would go home and I would beat Ducktales for NES or Chippendales yep. Rescue Rangers because I knew I could beat these games in an hour mm-hmm. and get up and, and afterwards I could be like, I feel better. I just accomplished something. I just beat that stupid. Cartoon cat with the cigar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> threw apples at him and he died. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I felt good about that. And I don't know if the, if the order again, like we don't know about the quality of this game. I don't know if the order is going to be one of those games where, say, you can beat it in five hours. If you're just like, I don't know what I want to do today. I want to fly through this game in four and a half hours, mm-hmm. five hours, and get that same sort of feeling of like I experienced something from start to finish, mm-hmm. which is very different than. When I play Far Cry for an yeah. hour, I'm just like, I want to mess around and blow up elephants. Yeah, I hate the animals. They must be on fire yeah. today. Yeah, because they let me down in the Hakuna Matata level on the yeah, Lion King. Right. It, all, it all comes down to beating, a, beating a big cat. Is yeah. just, you yeah. Know, yeah. Before yeah. you had to throw acorns at it, now you just set it on fire. With so this it. is sure. really the new Cruelty to Animals podcast. That I it really That's is. Yeah. Sorry, they, yeah. we're both on it. It's going to go that direction. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> But I mean, I, I also, and I've been saying this a lot recently, but I think that if you're, if you have if you have the time to be sort of upset about the game's length that you've talked about it for hours, you have to add those hours yep. to the game's length. Yeah, I mean, yeah seriously. Because now you have an eight and a half hour game because you're also calculating the three hours that you went on message boards and Facebook and stuff like that and you said, I'm not happy about that. Oh, they could make that like a box quote. Hours of metagame entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, I think that's feature. I think it's important. It reminds me of back in the day people used to complain about loading times and they're like, the loading times were 20 minutes. And I'm like, well, how long did you spend angry about this? Yeah. Was it an hour? Mm-hmm. Because then the loading times win. Yeah. You obviously never yeah. owned a Neo Geo CD. Yes. No. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> so I think How could a, you tell? That stupid, <laughs> that stupid juggling I think, monkey. Oh. I think there's a, a third option here. I don't know what, how many options we had. But the fact that games are 60 bucks, yeah. point blank, is kind of a stupid thing. Like, we're seeing the beginning of, you know, digital distribution done right. Yeah. Uh, we are seeing, you know, $15, $20 mm-hmm. games. We're seeing free games with mm-hmm. PlayStation yeah. Plus. That's awesome. But there still is that kind of, that AAA standard of here's 
here's a sixty dollar game. Yeah, I mean yeah. That's, the problem there is that's it's it's the budget reflects like, yeah. the need to make it sixty. And they're, I, mean, I don't they're, know they're if the, probably selling them at a loss. At this yeah, point. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if if it's. Maybe sixty dollars isn't the right way. Maybe if you sell it at forty, you'll sell enough more copies that mm-hmm. that you'll you know make that money up. Um, There's also like, I mean, games are sixty dollars, but they don't have to be. Yeah. And I don't mean they don't have to be for developers. I mean they don't have to be for you. Like you don't have to buy a game at sixty dollars point blank on day one from Best Buy with yep. you know mm-hmm. actual cash or something. You can get a deal on it. You can trade some stuff in. You can go to Amazon and wait till there's a price drop. Yeah. You yeah. can wait until it's on PlayStation Plus. Like it's not the the olden days where you would just walk into a store and be like, "Well, Clay Fighter thirty three and a third is still ninety five dollars yep. because yeah. inflation." I think you just convoluted Clay Fighter and the Naked Gun. It was sixty three and a third. Yeah. Oh, I did. It yeah. Was Clay I Fighter did. See, that's the game I always wanted. <laughs> Is <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, Leslie Nielsen, Nielsen fighting Clay game? Fighter game? That'd yep. be amazing. Clay yep. Fighter game. That would have been significantly better than Clay Fighter. Yeah. Uh, Earthworm Jim was in that game, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Jim's the worst. Yeah, he was in the PC version. God, Whatever you can do in your brain to remember that game better than it actually was. Okay. You that do it. That, you do that revisionist history. But yeah, I think, I mean, we... You're no one's telling you to buy a game point blank for sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, some one. of I mean, there's the buy it, skip it, rent it mentality. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I think that it really there's there's also that you don't have to have it. Mm-hmm. You can wait. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it could, it might be on sale in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. I like, mean, also, so many rad games came out the end it. of last year that you probably haven't played yet. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I have like five games just stacked up next to my TV that I'm like, man, I, well, I want to get the Dragon Age, but it is ten thousand hours long and that mm-hmm. horrifies me. Yeah. Which yeah. honestly, uh, the order appeals to me in that way. Yep. Um, even though you know I played at preview events and I, I've said on the podcast that I wasn't super thrilled with the gameplay, but I thought the game was gorgeous and the yeah. world was really cool. And hearing like, well, if I'm not thrilled with the gameplay, but there's only five, six, seven hours of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of its cutscenes, then sure, I'll totally do this. Well, there, there was there was like a year and a half <laughs> where for ten or fifteen minutes a day, I would pick up my phone and play Simpsons Tapped Out. God, that was and, a, that was a dark time. And, oh. and by play, I mean just like just sort of like begrudgingly poke at things on, a, on a screen. Yeah, yeah, just hearing sound effects. And I wasn't really actively engaged in it or anything. And every, every now and then you'd build a little house and put it in there. It's just, it's a, it's a little... That sounds kind like of, the saddest life. It is. It's a dopey little Farmville clone. But like when you're sitting there waiting for a train, you have five minutes to kill. But that game was free. And you know, I think I, I maybe put 25 or 30 real dollars into it over the course of a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And to me, that game, you know, had you been like... That wouldn't, you know, that if that was ten cents every time you played it, mm-hmm. that would add it up to probably a couple hundred bucks or yeah. something like yeah. that. But we didn't have that business model, and I'm glad we didn't because the sticker shock would have scared me off to begin mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. But if you went and calculate how many hours people have spent in a game like Skyrim, and you're like, this is what you owe because you think that short experiences should cost less. So by mm-hmm. that logic, long experiences should cost more. Uh, here's your bill. I mean that's kind of unfair, right? And, so you can't by, have it both ways. And by the way, this is this is a discussion that's been going on forever. I yeah. mean, I, I remember reading reading message boards back in days of yore during uh, PS One and people or PS One era, people griping about Parasite Eve being too short. For yeah. example, we've been having this fight for for yeah. you know t- fifteen yeah. twenty years. It's, it's still also, going it's, on. It's, it's selling the medium short. Like yeah. it's it's. I mean, poor choice of words, but it's really it's just a it's embarrassing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, like no he, one. No one's walking into like a you know. I was about to say a Woody Allen movie, but let's let's go to a different director, yeah. a Scorsese movie, yeah. and being like, oh, it's only an hour and forty five minutes long. Like I feel like I had my yeah. you know. I just um, my time and money. Like, I just no. started watching mm-hmm. Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. and that yeah. is that's a, those are basically hour long movies. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's awesome because they get everything done, and there's no there's no slump. And I can think of a ton of movies that would be so good if they were an hour long, like mm-hmm. every Judd Apatow movie ever. That well, we don't forty five minutes we too don't, long. We don't have this genre in gaming. We don't have short games as. The genre like like books have short stories short stories and yeah. films have short you know short films yeah. um i mean we have it as a genre like in indie games but we don't have 
triple A games can't be. Right. Like, well, we, that's we the thing. Refuse to have we call that. it an indie game like it's a handicap. And yeah. we go, like, shove yeah. it over there with the other, with the art school kids and the, yeah. you know, the band geeks and stuff like that. The weirdos on the side that make two hour long games. Like, Gone Home was something that I, I finished in, you know, two hours, two and, yeah. and a half hours. Yeah. Maybe even less than that. It's like yeah. an EP kind of. But yeah, yeah. And, I, and I loved it. And I think it's very important to have those kind of things. You, know? you pay 20 bucks for two hours of gameplay. And in 2013, that was the best 20 bucks I spent on a game. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I mean, whether or not you you enjoyed it or enjoyed the gameplay of it, you have to enjoy or you have to at least accept the fact that some people want to tell that story in that way. Mm-hmm. And we have to allow that. And I don't know if that means creating a genre. And, and I don't know what you do there. Like, I don't know if back in the day, the lottery and the gift of the Magi were sold for less than, you know, any other book. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I, I think that... Oh, yeah. Gift of the yeah, Magi yeah. is okay. The O. Henry. It's Absolutely. okay. This yeah. guy was also... He made, on... on uh, on uh, Game Scoop, you made fun of oh. Banjo Kazooie, and he made fun of Game of Thrones. He said the last season of Game of Thrones was. Sh- All I, no, what I said was last season of Game of Thrones, not a lot happened. That's what I said. The first episode and the last episode were great. Everything in between, pretty much nothing happened except a five minute fight scene. Yep. There was a horse uh, in it at it, some point. Yeah, it's a, a Game of Thrones is a good show that had a bad season. Banjo Kazooie just sucks. And what about that, that part in the last fun. season where, where the hound got in that fight over chickens? <laughs> that was great. Uh, that, was cool. the best, that was the best food related fight scene since the Fast and the Furious tuna fish sandwich scene. The, the, <laughs> there's a great, I saw Orange a great cosplay chickens. from, no, from Comic Con. Yeah, there, there was a dude walking around Comic Con dressed as the hound and he just had a bucket of KFC. Uh, I love that good. photo. Yeah. That's yeah. Pretty, pretty fantastic. Um, but yeah, the order. Uh, I feel like that's we we covered its length. So we're gonna cover the game. If, if the order leaks, is it the pre-order? Oh man! No. Oh. That's... <laughs> drink, your, drink your morphine. Drink your yeah, morphine. Drink your morphine. Uh, yeah, the full review by uh, Brandon Tyrell is gonna go up uh, Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. The game comes out for House Tyrell of House Tyrell or the yeah. Tyrell Corporation. Oh, jeez. Oh. Uh, and then Max and I are gonna be playing uh, the order live from one to three p.m. Pacific on Friday. IGN. So we'll be playing it twice. Live plays. Yes. We'll be playing. <laughs> Hey. We just talked about how we were going to be above this. Yuck, 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 zing. Yeah, yuck, yuck, zing, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so look out for that. That'll be cool. Um, also, kids, read O. Henry. He's good. Oh, Henry. Uh, you know what? One or game... eat O. Henry, because that's what? a good candy bar. <laughs> right. just, I've never had an O. Henry. What is that? You're just that's a uh, no way. What's no offense, <laughs> but you've totally had an O. Henry. What's an O. Henry? <laughs> no, I don't know. What it's is a, you've really you've never, never had an O. Henry? There was an entire sign It's from the people who brought you the whatchamacallit and the... Handshake Avenue or the fifth? Who's the, the, the fifth? Avenue. The fifth. That's when you go downtown on the twenty dollar bill. It's a candy bar named after a short story writer. What is this? It's no. one of those like mid tier candy. It's it's like Hershey was always trying to keep it down. It's like a candy over b- under zero bar. Ooh. So oh, it's the kind of candy me. bar yeah. that I, zero bar. You a big zero bar fan? I'm a, I'm a huge zero bar um, uh, apologist. Uh, Champion, I'd like to say. I just bought five zero bars. I had to drive to Walnut Creek <laughs> to buy them. Um, for yeah, no, they were. A I kid. love you, you Jack. <laughs> I bought zero gift. five bars because <laughs> so, they don't exist. No, they, they were a uh, they were a gift from my wife's therapist, yeah. who's uh, who's moving on to a new job. And uh, did she like so, zero bars? Uh, he loves zero bars, oh, okay. and he can't get. And the only place in the area I've been able to find them is this candy store in Walnut Creek, like forty minutes from my house. So I only associate zero bars, no Henrys, and whatchamacallits with things I buy when I'm drunk. Because when I'm drunk and going to a convenience store, I'm like looking around and like my. My, like I'm not going to the go-to thing. It's like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna branch out. All right, so what, yeah, but you're drunk a lot. So I'm probably, on the yeah, I'm right, on the O. Henry Wikipedia page, which was clearly <laughs> written by somebody that was hit in the head with something heavy at some <laughs> point. Uh, o. Henry is a candy bar containing peanuts, caramel, and fudge coated in chocolate. It was first introduced in 1920 by the Williamson Candy Company of Chicago, Illinois. Sounds good. 
Yeah. yeah it's it's good I mean, it's your classic mix of fudge, chocolate, caramel, and peanuts, which you really can't go wrong yeah. with. But something about them, they just never really reach the stratosphere of, of candy bar territory. Chewy or crunchy taste? Like, do they lean toward like the Butterfinger like stale taste? or it's, more? It like, doesn't really have that sort taste. of crumbly snap to it, if okay. that's what you're looking for. Yeah. World's number one PlayStation podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what Welcome else we to got? Candy Cast. Right, uh, one, uh, <laughs> wait, actually, hold on. Before we before we move on, Jared, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna give those candy bars, the zero bars, to your your wife's doctor, I think you should put them on a check and just slide it across the desk and be like, bet you never seen that many zeros on a check before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make a big Ed McMahon novelty check and do that now. Welcome Thank to the, you pun- so welcome to the podcast beyond. <laughs> you realize he's a doctor, so he probably has seen no, no, so many is, zeros. No, no, this is yeah. a physical therapist. This is a therapist. So he's uh, a not, not quite as many zeros. Mm-hmm. So probably still, you know, probably still raking in the duck at some. He gets some zeros. But, uh, yeah, some zeros. He's really good too. Uh, uh, Brian, we love you. You helped my wife walk again. Thank you. Hi, Brian. Oh, not me. I've never done that. No, no. Well, <laughs> you, yeah, you've yeah. only hindered. You're like, rise up, take up your mat, and she's yeah. like, go away. Wow. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I don't know what is happening. I've oh. tried. I, I'll, I'm going to. I was trying to. I was trying to make. I was trying to make Bible humor. I failed. So. <laughs> <laughs> The Last Guardian. Uh, so over the weekend, uh, there was a hubbub because uh, people figured out that Sony uh, allegedly abandoned the trademark for The mm-hmm. Last Guardian, which has actually happened a couple times in the last like six years. Um, but then uh, our buddies at GameSpot, I don't know why we didn't do this, but our buddies at GameSpot reached out to Sony, <laughs> and uh, uh, Sony was like, no, 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 this is just a clerical error, don't worry, it's still in development. Our, uh, the light bulb on our trademark went out, and we had yeah. to change it. We had, it's, it's fine. This is just the theory of large numbers in action, yeah. I think. Just yeah. like, The Last Guardian has been unpublished for so long that this was bound to happen at some mm-hmm. point. It's just, you know, it's monkeys on typewriters yeah. at this point. And, like, it's, when I saw the news initially that the trademark went up, I wasn't surprised. I actually thought that it was sort of on purpose, because because uh, it was the last uh, in December, uh, Fumito Ueda, you know, the creative director of, of Eco and Shadow, and yeah. now he's not at Sony anymore, but he's still working on this game. He's like a contractor. Or something? He's like a contractor, yeah. but he said the development's still going strong, but that it's under quote uh, completely new conditions, which in my mind meant obviously it's not a PS3 game anymore because that's match three puzzle game for straight iOS. To match, phone. Yeah, it's a match three puzzle game. Uh, I also think Quiz and Dragons. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to get re-revealed as a game with a different name and an t- entirely different game. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was like, well, Last Guardian, yeah, it doesn't, I don't care what it's called because I don't think it's going to be called that anymore. The Final Protector. The Final Protector. I, like, I wonder if this is something that people are still really passionate about or if there's that just sort of morbid curiosity to be like, what is this thing and why mm-hmm. is it taking so long? It stars like, Duke Nukem now. Yeah, that's it's that. it's reached that Duke Nukem forever <laughs> line where you have to pass through that line and you're all of a sudden at this new sea level of being like, I don't know if this is good anymore and I don't know if I care. I just want to see this like giant dog-driven train wreck <laughs> crawl out of the shadows and I, I can tell what this yeah. is. But it's weird to me that like you read, you, you tell me, you talk about the, the creative director of like two of the most amazing PlayStation yep. games of yeah. all time and he's been sort of stuck behind this project for so long and it, like it makes me wonder like if it wasn't for this game maybe we would have gotten three other games in the meantime. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know how that works obviously. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's insane. We've brought it up on the show a few times since Shadow of Colossus released uh, Naughty Dog has released Jack X, Uncharted yeah. 1, 2, and 3, The Last of Us, uh, Last of Us Left Behind DLC, yep. and most likely Uncharted 4. Yeah. Which is insane. It's In insane. In that Team Eco has not released a game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Wow, that's, it's, it's kind just, of it's really sad. sad. It's yeah, really sad. I'm sad. Yeah. I don't know. It, it makes me think that if like ten years ago somebody was like, "Nah, man, I'll make a bet with you. I'm only going to play Team Eco games, and you can play the Naughty Dog games." It's like, all right, <laughs> I would have a good life. life. <laughs> I, I want it to come out so that we can 
have postmortems about it. Yeah. You know, like I want to know what happened in that yeah. development that went wrong. Because we've the most I I would pay so much money for a full-on like interactive documentary behind yep. the scenes about yeah. Duke Nukem Forever. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, oh, yeah. Even more for something that's yeah. a good game. Yep. yep but yep. it's like I think that question of what went wrong, what's what's slowing it down. Yeah. Um and I mean I think that um God the uh, the bureau, for instance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that suffered a lot from being uh I mean, being announced wrong, being yeah, announced sure. before it was done, yeah. being like, hey, kids, we're making weird, melty, bubbly cookie dough. And everyone's like, that looks gross. We don't want that. And yeah. they're like, yeah, but it's not done yet. It's going to be totally different. And then don't it, worry. Yeah. It's it not was, the I same mean, genre. Or crazy. Too many cooks spoil the broth. <laughs> and it was just kind of a, ro- a revolving door of, of different people coming in and working on that game. And the thing that they announced versus the thing they released was just this Frankenstein. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, uh, that's I mean, endemic it's, in the industry of announcing yeah. something too early. And I um, wonder if it's going to be, it's the same thing with, with Team Eco or if it's, I, I mean. I've probably given them a shout out in the show before, but I want to do it again. I'm a big fan of a website called Unseen64. Oh, yeah. Are, absolutely. You, are you familiar with that? No, I don't know. Oh, my God. Really? Totally. You, no, you no, of oh, all yeah. people would absolutely love them. Oh, I'm so excited. They are uh, a website that documents and chronicles the sort of alternate versions and canceled versions of games oh. that never actually happened. So there was there was that version of Resident Evil 4 where Leon's like shooting ghosts. Yeah. Disappeared. Yeah. Ghosts. He's in a haunted house like there's levels from Mario 64 that never came out and they just there's, gather all these into one place and they place. gather it all together like stuff Why like that sitting here that, talking that yeah. Crash Bandicoot where he kills a cop yeah yeah <laughs> wasn't that sh- yeah cop killer Bandicoot <laughs> sounds like Shadow the Hedgehog yeah, yeah. It, it was Ice Cube was the voice of, the, of yeah. Crash it was crazy yeah. oh, gosh and Brendan was sitting watching Shadow the other day like on a live stream while he was working apparently there's a mission in Shadow the Hedgehog where you like go kill the president I, the, the, he said this was real. I, yeah. I, Shocking that's well, that's what they uh, mean by uh, shadow government. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I like. I mean, I want to know. Like in a few years, I'm totally with you, Max. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I think EGM used to do them too. It was sort of like they would talk to developers after a game is out, and I feel like that is the most important time to talk mm-hmm. to somebody. Yeah, that's what like you get amazing I, stories. You know, I, I've, we've, we're heading into the next season of Up at Noon. Max and I are taking that show over. Um, but before the old season that I did with Greg, we used to just have developers on every week. And one of my, my most fascinating things that I learned is that talking to somebody before a game comes out and talking to somebody after a game comes out, <laughs> you are talking to two completely different people. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're mm-hmm. talking to a person who's a like, oh, we were able to do real time weapon blah blah blah, and our game support 64 players of the, and a month later they're just like we tried so bad to make uh, a, a boss out of a lamp but he yeah. didn't work <laughs> yeah. but I wanted it so badly but we couldn't do it mm-hmm. and you're like why wasn't it there and it's like oh we know we just didn't have time and you don't hear that because no one ever tells you the shortcomings of a game before it comes out right. so I'm, I'm fascinated in hearing years later sort of just like we this was the most ambitious game ever made and it turned into a pop-up book yeah. and now it is where it is and I'm sorry but it's cancelled or it's out or the version yeah. you played was a 6 out of 10 but this was almost this like GTA with a, a giant Wolverine or whatever animal that is. I want to play that you know? so bad. Right? Man. Like, who knows? community, jump to it. <clears throat> who knows? So I'm, uh. I think that's fascinating. So yeah, check out Unseen 64. They have this sort of amazing timeline of alternate dimensional games we never got to play, uh, canceled games and things that didn't really ever exist. Uh, was, you've um, ruined my day. I can't wait. There was going to be an Akira game. <laughs> really? That was going to be like Road Rash. Oh, God. Uh, and the only things that exist about it are a few screenshots that were trickled out. I think this was, this was pre-E3, so there wasn't like... There wasn't that kind of trade show culture. And yeah. There are no existing builds of it anywhere. Yeah. Like yep. it's one of those things that it just maybe it's somewhere in a dumpster, maybe it just doesn't exist. But yeah. there's like 
mm-hmm. five screenshots, and they look awesome. They yeah. were for, it was for Sega and Super Nintendo. And, oh, man. Now, yeah. I love what, like, Frank Cifaldi does with Lost Levels. Get, oh, yeah. You know, all, buy yeah. And grab yep, yep, and all yep. that stuff. Chronicling. But these alternate build things, I, I, I cannot wait. This, yeah, that's like, really cool. Did we, did we ever really get this sort of, like, post-mort on Duke Nukem Forever? I know we got, like, notes here and there so, and lawsuits and stuff. Uh, yeah, like yeah I mean, a lot of it things. is behind lawsuits. One of the yeah, coolest yeah. things that I have, um, I – so I've got, I've got a friend who works at 2K. Mm-hmm. And I'm apparently the only person who wants Duke Nukem-flavored garbage in his house. So I have, like, a whole set of Duke Nukem shot glasses. And yep. I've got, like, the the collector's edition of the strategy guide, which is just this big, hideous, gold hardcover thing with the Atomic logo on the cover. And the best part of that is the last maybe 50 pages are all concept art. And oh, wow. it changes so much. Yeah. Like, that game was really 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 offensive like yeah. like more than it ended up being there was a there was a female character who was an asian lady whose name was miso like the soup miso honey oh like miso horny uh, but yeah uh, and there was explaining the, that one. I'm yeah. really glad that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. um, but then there were also, yeah. I mean, it was, there was a lot of also like really, like really cool designs that just didn't got scrapped or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this, the thing that sucks about it is that when that came out, they were trying so hard to sell the game and like hype it up. And they're like, we're really excited. This game is finally coming to fruition. And I just want to go through that with like, I don't know, uh, George Broussard or somebody and be like, what, what happened there? What yeah. changed? Cause this, you know, I mean, and the, the, the early stuff was like, like hideous, like late late mid nineties Wildstorm comics, like Area Fifty One Aliens, and yeah. just like just stuff you'd <laughs> oh see on, on in a skateboard catalog. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and then it changed just so so much. Yeah, I've heard uh, I've heard stories about a, a pitched Duke Nukem. I'm not I can't tell a story. I'll ask the guy if yeah. I have permission to tell a story. But uh, a pitched Duke Nukem game recently sounded incredible and would absolutely like revitalize that series and be insanely topical. Right is now. it is it a is it a Super Mario RPG style game? It is absolutely Nukem. yeah, it's yeah. Duke Nukem Legend of the Seven Stars. I'm totally okay with that. Okay. As long as there's a guy named Gino in it, I'm cool. Yeah, uh, Gino. Oh my gosh, I should be about Gino. Gino should be in every game. Yeah, just a guy, just an Italian guy. I was about to say, shocking that Brian Altano <laughs> wants a little Italian puppet in his, all of his video games. Um, speaking of Italy, Assassin's Creed takes place in Italy. Wow. Yeah. Nice. You know I what? After, I like how you did that. After that was a big leap of after faith. 30, there. <laughs> after thirty-three minutes, I had to get onto the third story. So. <laughs> it's all right. This 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 is the marathon of content that yeah. Beyond fans demand. It's just yeah. never, right it's just never going to end. This is we're, it. All, we're all actually going to get fired because we're going to miss everything else today. Yeah, that's um, all right. I'm actually launching a new show called Speaking of Italy. <laughs> uh, speaking of Italy. Oh, <laughs> hey. Speaking of Italy with Brian Altano. <laughs> What a disaster. Um, Stupid Valentine's There's, there's news uh, news on the Assassin's Creed movie front. Uh, we all know that Michael Fassbender is starring, which mm-hmm. is super exciting because he's the best. Because uh, he's, he's, he's a real he's an actor. actor. He he's was a in real Shame actually... and 12 Years a Slave, yeah. and he was mm-hmm. incredible in those. He was always na- he was naked in all of Shame. Remember Shame? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, he was really wiener, naked in that movie. wiener was just everywhere. Can I say wiener? I think, uh, I think you can probably say, say that word. Only yeah. if I can say Michael Fassboner. <laughs> yeah, right. sure. Just get it all out of your system, guys. Oh, the morphine's finally kicked Will in. he be naked yeah. in Assassin's Creed? Uh, I don't know, but uh, his co-star is going to be uh, Marion Cotillier, who uh, was Oscar-winning actress for La Vie en Rose. She's yeah. in mm-hmm. Inception. Right. Uh, she's super incredible. And mm-hmm. so the two of those paired with uh, – it's the director of a Macbeth movie that's about to come out with the two of those. This mm-hmm. is the guy who's directing Assassin's Creed. I'm like, oh, man, it's like when – Kenneth Branagh took over Thor. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, yeah. you've directed, yeah. like, Shakespearean dramas, and now you're taking over Thor. Which yeah. Was, and that first Thor movie wasn't great, Mm-mm. but the uh, sort of pedigree right. behind it, it was all right. Yeah. It, it had that, yeah, that Kenneth Branagh, that he's just, he 
brought that gravitas, that, that pomp, that yeah. gravitas. Mm-hmm. I mean, so this like uh, production's beginning uh, on this movie in a few months, and then it's gonna be released uh, December twenty first, twenty sixteen. Wow. Uh, yeah, but so, I don't know. Like, this is we're still like everyone's looking for that white whale of which I'm so sick of talking about. But when are we gonna get the first? You know what? I, okay. I think that yeah. this could be good. Yeah. I think this could actually yeah. be good. I honestly, I, I, I don't, I don't hate Assassin's Creed. I am so frustrated with its completely ham-fisted storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that there's a really, really cool story in there that yeah, they managed really to just kind of shuffle around and smear around. Um, I mean, but I mean, you have you have this world that's already built, and if you get a good a good writer to go in and like kind of cherry pick the stuff that's that's compelling, uh, the Assassin's Creed comics. Uh, the ones that are in like the Russian Revolution yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. are awesome. really cool, yeah. Yeah. really good. And so have they, have they talked yeah. at all about like how are are they going to just jump into Italy and be like this is where the story takes place? Or are they going to pull out to the company in the present time yeah. or I mean, they, the the Garden of Eden sure, and all sure. the other? Like, yeah, we don't know if any of that meta story is going to be in there. We don't know if this is going to you know uh, if if Michael Fassbender is going to play Altair and it's going to take place <laughs> during the Crusades or if he's going to be Ezio and it's going to be during the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if they make a cross between the Matrix and Timeline, they're kind of they're kind of there. Yeah. Well, that could mean, come out, but this could also end up being Brad Super Stracula. I mean, sometimes you get a great director and great actors together, yeah. and you end Everything up with a grease fire. <laughs> you know, so yeah. not not that I speculate that that's what's going to happen. Sure. But look, sure. we're not a rider. We must defeat the creature of the night. <laughs> <laughs> that was lovely. That was lovely. Oh no, he bit me in the neck. Dude, it's a vampire. I have to go to Transylvania in this carriage. And then for Whoa, some... a wolf doth appear. <laughs> that doth sucks, dude. <laughs> but you also had Anthony Hopkins and Gary Oldman. And the movie's still just, just a kind of a weird wreck. I yeah. actually love it. But, yeah. but it's a, a we- yeah. So, you know, it doesn't always guarantee success to have great people attached, but it's a better shot than we've had in a long time yeah. at the at that uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula was one of those many movies that I saw a Simpsons reference before I actually saw the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I remember in a Treehouse of Horrors like one yeah. of them like Mr. Burns was pretty much he had that yeah. like, weird butt hair yeah. uh, and I didn't know what it was referencing and yep. then like two years later Dracula I saw dead and loving yeah, it exactly. I yeah. saw that movie so many times that I didn't realize that we are really off track right now <laughs> <laughs> um, no I think that I'm, I'm actually really excited about this idea because I, I think that like they've got they've got such a massive uh, just kind of Bible to work from yeah. with Assassin's yeah. Creed stuff. The thing that they need to do, that they have to do, is make this a point of entry to the series for someone who's never played the game. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. They've got the most, like, just, I mean, it, it is, I would say, one of the most original premises for for a game. I mean, yeah, it's, it's still derivative in the way so the games this are. This comes but... out in December of next year? Yeah. That seems odd that they wouldn't, I mean, it's not like they have any shortage of games in the Assassin's Creed universe coming out, but it, it seems odd that they're not tying this to any game. Because I have a feeling... I mean, we don't know. Maybe it will they be probably are. the yeah. story of whatever next year's Assassin's Creed is. I yeah. Mean, I don't know. Because to me, it seems like, like Max said, like if this is somebody's first Assassin's Creed experience and they're going to be like, I love the part where you climbed the building and then jumped in a hay, which I still don't understand how that's going to work in a movie. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, and the eagle's like, Scott! And he just I mean, the worst, maybe, maybe they'll find a way to, to make fun of it. I mean, the worst, yeah, the doing. worst thing is going to be like the new story of Michael Fassbender breaks neck and it's stuck yeah. on horribly awry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I actually, I hope if awry was that a hay joke, a gra- a grain harvesting joke. Damn it, I don't next. think so. That just was like a str- pile what of kind rye? of deep cut is that? <laughs> the universe's number one PlayStation <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, I do hope they have a scene where Michael Fassbender is running down the street and he accidentally like jumps onto the side of a wall instead of hitting somebody. <laughs> yeah, because like... that's what I do in that game ninety percent of the time. Yeah. Um, no, I, I just really think it'll be a missed opportunity if people go see that movie and they come home and there is not immediately a brand new Assassin's Creed game to play. But there will be no no shortage of old they've ones been, for them. To I talk, feel like so. they've been missing the chance to basically have a fresh start with that with that yeah. franchise for the last I don't know three four games. You yeah. Know? 
Um, well, I was, I I was hoping – I was. They, they did that thing that publishers always do where they're like, yeah, Unity is going to be our, our, our chance for people to really just get a fresh start and learn about this, this universe. And it's like you didn't try. You, you didn't just I – th- I think what happens is you have so many different studios and teams all over the world working on that. And there isn't like one specific like let's have a conference where we get everyone in the room and we just go stop. Don't do that part anymore. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the, by the time they do that, there's already one team is already three years deep on yeah. making that mistake again. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean, Ubisoft always touts, which is incredibly impressive, that their games are in development 24-7 because yeah. of just the way their studios work. But I'm like, well, that's impressive on paper, but I don't know if that's good in execution on mm-hmm. making an actual like sort of tangible, like like cohesive. That's yeah. like building yeah, a house on the back of a, oh, that's sorry. building a house on the back of a moving truck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always felt like, you know, I love I love the the world building they do in those mm-hmm. games. I mm-hmm. love the character design. I love the art direction. Um, when it comes to actually putting in twenty five hours into one, like that's when it kind of loses me. But yeah, it's luckily the, movies aren't that long. There's yeah. a lot of things to love about the games, but there, yeah. you know, there's also a lot of running around and gathering things. Yeah. That and obviously, this isn't so uh, Ubisoft's mm-hmm. first foray into movies. They did. Uh, Prince of Persia with Jake Gyllenhaal. I want Far oh, Cry. The fine motion yeah, picture there. Yeah, there's a Uve Bowl Far Cry movie already. Yep. Oh, based on Far Cry right. 1. And then yep. also... Oh, uh, why? Uh, there are uh, Splinter Cell movies in the works, directed by Doug Liman and starring Tom Hardy, who's another good actor. Oh. I like that Tom Hardy. Yeah. yeah I like that guy. Um, I am Gotham's recording. That was pretty good. Uh, we have uh, news of the week, which happens literally every week. Uh, another next-gen port of a last-gen game. This yeah. time it's Darksiders 2. More games, okay. I don't know if you guys remember Darksiders. It's probably the second best Zelda game you can play on a Sony system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okami. So, so that's getting ported to Ooh, next what about 3D.Game Heroes? Yeah. Ooh, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, we got a letter from Luis. This was before. This is when it was uh, It was rumored. He said, uh, Luis said, I was on uh, VG Charts recently, saw a bit of news on Darksiders 2 Definitive Edition for PS4. The listing said it was 40 bucks, uh, but no one had confirmed it. Do you think it'll come out? Do you think it'll be 40 bucks? When do you think it'll officially be announced? Luis? It is officially announced. Mm-hmm. Is IGN a, did it. Is it officially $40? It's officially $40. Wow. Yeah. That's there a good deal. Uh, yeah, Nordic Games told us that the authenticity of the Amazon listing is unquestionable. It's a weird way to announce a game. That's a very weird way. <laughs> yeah. very uh, lore the lie is there. not a lie, but it is true. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my God. I uh, will purchase and play this game. Yeah, so wait. Yeah. Did, you guys, yeah. uh, did you guys play Darksiders 2? I did. I, I, I was... I was, I really, really, really wanted to love it because obviously the the ties to Zelda, which is one of my favorite yeah. franchises mm-hmm. of all time, but I I couldn't really get past the idea of death being a guy that gets beat around a lot. Yeah. Oh, death getting beat up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that was. I mean, and it was sort of. I think a lot of a lot of the art direction was just sort of. Well, until he hit his growth spurt, he was a little guy. So yeah, I mean, you know, he just got picked on a lot. They wanted his lunch money. That was another game. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. I guess it was it was kind of like the Anakin Skywalker thing, where it's just like, hey, here here he is as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean, uh, yeah, I'm a padre. <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty. Like the art was the thing that turned me off. Yeah, uh, it's everything I hated about but, comics in the '90s. Yeah, it's I wish we could leave far <laughs> yeah. yeah, and a lot of people don't like. They don't have a problem with that, and that's that's awesome. You that's have trouble with Grifter. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it. I thought it played great though. Like actually fighting in that game, the combat was really fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Like going and through. The, like it, it nails dungeons really yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. they're um, really good. They're really game, good. That game was super long too. That game should have been shorter. Yep. Um, I also like the fact that you can summon your horse wherever, wherever you want, except yeah. for like yeah. inside dungeons. And Death just goes, "This is no place for a horse." <laughs> and like you are literally in the afterlife. Like this is a great place for a horse right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just I don't know. It's it's one of those games where I know that there's a there's a really strong like 
foundation there, yeah. but mm-hmm. everything on top of it, I just is completely abhorrent to me, and I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, and originally, I mean, they said that they had uh, before THQ went under. They said that there was a plan for Dark Siders three. That was like a four player cooperative, yeah. almost wow. like Borderlands. See, that sounded that's actually sounded kind of more interesting yeah. almost because that they were like, we're going to make a game for each of the four horsemen. Like that was kind of their their, yeah. their plan. Marvel Cinematic Universe. They got a little yeah. bit ahead of themselves yeah. there. Also, I love that 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 game is is like the guy who's leaving the party and says the huge good big goodbye. He's like, guys, I'm heading home. I have to go. And everyone's like, goodbye. Have a good drive safe. He's like, I got to take off. And we're like, all right, see you. And he leaves and he comes back. He's like, sorry, I forgot my keys. And everyone's like, all right, we'll see you. Goodbye. <laughs> and he comes back and says, oh, yeah, I got my sunglasses. I'm going to take off. And we're like, all right. And he's like, is it cool if I crash? We're like, all right, HD version, whatever, fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how that's how games get made. Yeah. 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 How do you guys so pretty much every week I've ever been on the show, Colin's gone on a rant saying how much he hates these HD re-releases. I guess it's not HD anymore because they were HD before. Uh, but I mean, what do you guys feel about them? Like, are you are you fine when you hear that Metro is coming? And I'm um, totally there, fine. Yeah. There, there was there's a there's there's two sides of it. There's there's the version of me that's just like I don't I only want new games, and then there's the version of, that uh, that understands that seventy something percent of people hadn't played The Last of Us mm-hmm. when it came to PS4 and yeah. that this is a lot of people's first console. Like the PS4 is a lot of people's first video game console mm-hmm. in the way mine was the NES and I can't be mad at that. And I, I think I'd rather I'd rather give people the option to play something they never had a chance to play mm-hmm. um, than suffocate that for my own selfishness because I want new experiences all the time. I tend to err with you on the side of Super Mario All-Stars. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just sit there and mm-hmm. go, oh, look, a really cool new way to do something I love. Yeah, yeah. And cr- maybe maybe that's weak of me uh, uh, for critically. They're going to go in and say, why aren't you making a new wonderful thing with, yeah. that, with those resources? Mm-hmm. I, and so there is that strong argument to be made. But when you have a, an established great game that a lot of people got their hands on, you know, yeah. keep making it i i love i love when old games become accessible again uh, grim fandango and resident evil yeah. made my month yeah, yeah. Know, mask. Uh, exactly well, i think I, especially in the case of uh, something that was an old thq property which is like anytime any of their old horses get to trot out again yeah. it's amazing to me because they all were put out to pasture a few years ago this is no or place sent to the glue factory <laughs> the, the horses <laughs> we do not Big know a lot about, we do not know a lot about horses love That's horses probably I'm, one I'm of the best of vehicles in the world i'm afraid of horses <laughs> they scare me really? yeah horses. i'm terrified of horses they scare me they're it's because of the ring uh no it's not because <laughs> of the ring it's it's they're, they're large because they were they weren't supposed to be scary and that that was supposed to be about a, a little girl who's actually scary. a couple of them committed suicide in that movie not while making horses maybe they did luck no, during the ring, there's a scene where the boat pulls up to like Terror Island with the hole in it, and the horses are on the boat and they jump off because they hated. Remember there. that? Was that a real accident that happened, or was that part of the film? <laughs> Look, man, if that's happening, you buy, you got to turn the camera. I on get it, that movie that's and the horse whisperer mixed up. Yeah. Yep, it's a different movie. That's yeah, not very a bad different movie. movies. That's not so a bad movie. Uh, HD versions of games. Yeah, big fan. I'm all for them. Yeah, I think it's not? also it, it uh, a lot of times, especially at this point in like a in a you know console life cycle, it gives a game. A chance to kind of take another shot, you know? Yeah. Sleeping Dogs. I love that game. I yeah. thought it was fantastic, and I feel like everyone kind of slept through it. Sure. Uh, I think so. I, but um, that was accidental. I'm really sorry. I think that uh-huh. uh, I think that if you took your top-tier team, right, and you said we're going to – The TTT. The TTT, the Triple Ts, the Titties. That was fine. I don't got to mark that one. And you – it's not a curse, right? It's a type of bird. Um, and, and you said, we're going to take you guys, and for three years, we're going to put you on an HD remake. Then, yeah, that is a terrible uh, use of resources. Terrible. But if you say, if you take, you know, the, 
the bad news bears or whoever is sitting around, like your second or third tier team, and you say, uh, you know, you're going to work on a Darksiders port for, for six months, then that's fine. Okay. Yeah, sure. Take a great game and make it better. Great. I think uh, what happened was a lot of people, I mean, Mario All-Stars, no one's going to complain because it was four rad games. We yeah. also didn't have the internet to complain at that we point. Yeah. <laughs> there was that you just too. had to like, open your window and that complain. Was like and you it was just a tree in everyone's backyard that we beat up with rocks. <laughs> yeah. We yelled at it. Uh, but then even like last gen, we had when we had like the Metal Gear collection, we had three Metal Gear games. Mm-hmm. We had Eco and Shadow, we had two games, the Jack collection. That's awesome. Ratchet, yeah. I love, I love yeah, that. I love great. when it's multiple games. And so I think, like I sort of understand when it's like, well, why isn't Darksiders 1 also included in this? Why yeah. is it just, I mean, I guess we don't know. Yeah, that was really cool for, for Bayonetta 2. To yeah, exactly. Just pack it in there. Yeah, I got to throw it in. Yep. That was good. Uh, I don't have a segue for this one, but we're moving on to a game called Helldivers. Speaking of Italy. Speaking of Italy, Helldivers. <laughs> uh, have any of you guys played Helldivers at E3 slash uh, PAX's slash... I, I've never touched PSX's. it. My impression is it's like top-down cooperative shooty Lost Vikings or something. Like you, uh, It's less Lost Vikings. And more, it's like a top-down Left 4 Dead. Ooh, uh, okay. So it's, yeah, okay. It, it's like a twin-stick right. shooter. Okay. It's four people. You, it's a sci-fi game. You build your loadout. And, and go in there. But the game is just insanely hard and requires, like, massive amounts of team cooperation. And, and uh, the game's a lot of fun. We've been hyping up. Vince and Colin both have loved the game for months. Uh, turns out it is uh, coming out on March 3rd. Oh, hey. Uh, PS4, PS3, and the PS Vita. Look at that. Wow. You brought up the Vita. Nice. In a non-violent sense. Yeah. That's Marty, nice. is this a game where people are going to yell at me because I'm the one bad guy on the team and I'm making us, like, all fail? Oh, yeah. No, okay. this is definitely that game. This is that what you do? You play like that? What? Yeah. And not on purpose. No, oh, right. I really? I'm, video I, games. I guarantee you. <laughs> I'd be worse than you. Really? Yeah. Oh, Are yeah. you bad at video games? We should have a badness contest. All right, good, before, let's have before, a badness yeah. contest. Max is always like, hey, guys, I found a river. And we're like, <laughs> keep <laughs> moving. There's a boss <laughs> attacking. That was absolutely what was happening during Evolve. The four of us were really? playing on a team, and we're like, Max, we need you. Yeah. Max. He's like, I found a rock. Yeah. <laughs> like, this entire map is a That canyon. kangaroo was looking at me funny. I'm setting it on fire with electricity. <laughs> the, reason, the reason I always play the one in 4v1 games is, is because I suck at video games. So I'm just like, well, I don't have to coordinate with anybody, and yeah. they'll win, and they'll all feel good. I'm not so, bad. It's just asymmetric. Cool. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, asymmetrical. Uh, but uh, Mike at Groovy Mike. I don't Ooh. know how he got at Groovy Mike. He must have been an early. A lot adopter. of people were fighting for that. He one. was an yeah. early adopter to Twitter. Uh, he yeah. wrote in saying that uh, he's been checking out the awesome trailers and gameplay videos for Helldivers. Uh, the release date's penciled for the first week of March. Do you think this could be included in March's PS Plus collection? Hmm. Um, I would say April. You think so? I think they frequently do that. I mean, they, they've done a few where it's been like out yeah. the gate. Like yeah. this month. With uh, Outlast was, was one of them. Outlast right? was one of them. Apotheon mm-hmm. this yeah. month was one of them. Uh, it seems like, I don't know. Jose and I were talking about this uh, a couple weeks ago, how Transistor was free this month. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's a game that came out in last May, I think. And yeah. it's amazing. And it's one of those games everyone should play. And he was sort of like, man, like two months ago, I bought the game for 20 bucks, And now it's free. And I feel slighted, even though I don't know mm. if I should be. Um, and that's always an interesting thing. Like, I don't know. Is that, I don't know. Is that fair? Do you guys well, there's, that uh, the, uh, there's that early adopter sort of depression that happens with a lot of, a lot of situations. Oh, yeah. You buy, you buy a console. Like if you bought a PS3 at launch, it was what? Seven thousand dollars. And they were bragging about how it didn't even need games and they'd sell millions of them. And people went out and bought them and they were just like, This is the new PS3. And then a couple months later they were price dropped, right? Or a year later, whatever it was. Yeah. Same thing happened with my three DS and I had to get that like a- apology certificate from Nintendo. Oh, yeah. like, Although at least they did send you a bunch of free games. Yeah, they so, gave me some know. NES games and GBA games and stuff like that. Which you is, were an ambassador. I wasn't yeah. you were an ambassador. Yeah. You're yeah. allowed to ambassador. I don't, I don't, I don't think they know what that word means. No, I don't think so either. Um but I think with PlayStation Plus, it's it's even more complicated because you don't really know 
when you're buying something, how quickly it can become free. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's free a month later. Sometimes it's free immediately. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's free never. And you never really know. It always gives you that sort of hesitation about buying things. Like it's a it's a gift and the curse in that I, I love that every single month we write a story on IGN and it says like, this, these are all the presents you're getting this month. And I'm like, awesome. And I go mm -hmm. and I download all of them, even if I have no intention of playing them, just because I know that just syncing that purchase means that at some point a year from now, I could get on a flight and be like, I'm playing Helldivers for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I, I never know what to do because I'm like, I want to buy this game right now. Like I just bought Resident Evil last month. It was yeah. 20 bucks. That is totally going to be a PlayStation Plus game oh, yeah. within this the next year. six months. Yeah. This year, 100%. Because that's totally the type of game they're just like, here you go. It's twenty bucks. It doesn't. It's no sweat off of our backs or yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that works. Do they have sweaty backs. <laughs> They're sweaty backs. <laughs> but and, and these games are free-ish. Let's not forget yeah. that too. You are paying money to yeah. Sony. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, every, yeah. every month for this privilege. Yeah. I mean, you are paying for these games. You're just paying for them in a really weird way. Yeah, but I mean, pet. the fifty bucks a year is like, yeah, I don't want to be, the, you know, the guy who's like, well, that's not really paying for it. But like fifty bucks a year is pretty. It's a wonderful Easy. deal. It's yeah. a superb yeah. deal. I think you gotta just you just gotta look at it and be like, buy the games that you really want. And if yeah. you're on the fence about them, you know, wait it out. Then you know, wait, like yeah. I think it was, um, I think it was Nidhog. Mm -hmm. Like I really wanted that because I was drunk and yeah. I bought it, mm -hmm. and then it was, was like a, free like two weeks later. Decision. And I was like, you know what? That's okay because yeah. I really enjoyed it. Like and I had a really good time with it. And yeah, I mean, again, we don't know how like PlayStation Plus deals work out in terms of how much the developers get from Sony, but it's nice for like indie games like that or like Transistor that mm -hmm. of paying that money and knowing that it's going to a good place. It's not going to some like evil corporation. That's it's actually going to a small group of you know men and women who work their asses off on building something cool mm -hmm. and new and animals. I mean, there's a lot of games have uh, uh, development dogs at the end. That's right, Donnie the development dog. He sits <laughs> in the corner of every studio, barking yes for no. <laughs> Um, I'm a big fan of PlayStation Plus because I think that it does give a lot of people the opportunity to play a game like Transistor or Nidhogg that mm -hmm. I don't think they ever would have. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people would have looked at that game and been like, "This is a, this is an indie game; it should be free." And it's like, "Well, they didn't finish the graphics. Yeah, <laughs> where's all the graphics cards? <laughs> yeah, where's the polygons? What? Yeah, they get mad. I love so. the Nidhogg. Um, <laughs> uh, a game that is not going to be coming uh, to PlayStation Plus anytime soon was announced over the weekend. It's called Dissidia Final Fantasy. I don't, I don't think anyone at this table besides me cares about Final Fantasy. I do. Might care yeah, about. I do. Absolutely. Um, the Dissidia series was a PSP series, and it's a, it's a fighting game series mm -hmm. where you play as your favorite Final Fantasy warrior, and you fight. With uh, other sounds, Final Fantasy. With that other, sounds awesome. Can you yeah. punch a chocobo? You can uh, totally not jump on a chocobo. Actually, no, 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 no you can't punch so. chocobo. No, I think so. it, it is also a delicious energy drink in Japan. Dissidia. Based yeah. on the game? Based oh, on the I game. thought wow. chocobo yeah. punch. Yeah. <laughs> no, not chocobo punch. <laughs> I would drink chocobo punch. It's just chocobo blood mixed um, up with some spices. Jeez. Little five-hour energy. Well, that's what he was drinking earlier. Was chocobo punch? Yeah, he actually. I yeah. like how you pointed it to into his veins. Well, he has <laughs> a Mountain Dew tattoo. One of my veins fell off of my arm, and it's on the, it's on the floor now. Well, like it, 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 uh, um, but the reason we're not uh, going to be playing this uh, on on PlayStation Plus is because it was announced for arcades. Yeah, it's an Yay! arcade game. It's that's three v three fighting game. Stop it, Japan! Why Japan? That sounds like a fun this? time. They I think still have it's arcades. It's the same thing Nintendo did with 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 Pokémon. Yeah. What? Then again, there's also this, the fact that what if this is their chance to balance. A game that they want to put out on consoles. But, yeah, yeah. Because at this point, they are having people pay to test a game. Essentially, <laughs> I'm not saying it's unfinished, yeah. but arcade games are frequently like, you know, they kind of they kind of roll those out first, yep. and then yeah. they're like, I mean, that's how. And, well, and, and, and arcades are still a barely viable business in Japan. You can go to Japan, you still find arcades in cities. Yeah. So yeah. You can go to game centers, and some of them are owned by, like Namco owns their oh, own yeah. arcades, Sega Taito owns, owns their arcades, yeah. Sega, same yeah, way. Shibuya, uh, there's yeah. a huge Sega arcade mm -hmm. that's yeah. basically just. 
it's ninety percent crane machines. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. that's that's what that's what people pump their money into. Yeah. Over there. And this is a culture where pachinko, a form of gambling, is uh, a well well established and addictive part of of what people do for fun. Uh, it's a popular by, sport for children. It, kind yeah. of. I don't uh, well, think the I UFO don't... catchers are kind of the training ground for pachinko. Yeah. 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 I don't I know. think I told this story on the show, but I, Mitch Dyer and I in Shibuya went into a pachinko. Building, if okay. you can even call it that, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's basically it's five floors of screaming loud terror, yeah, and hundreds of people chain smoking, yeah. yeah, and it's it's one of the most like it's one of the most offensive attacks on my senses yep. that I've ever experienced as a human. Adult. It's like walking Every into a, well, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Air is sticky. <laughs> oh my the air god, is a miasma. Oh my there god. are bright lights, yeah. and it sounds like you're in the factory where they made crossfire. I yeah. kid you. <laughs> Yeah, I, it, it sounds like you're inside a transformer as it's transforming. <laughs> you're in a William Gibson novel. I kid yeah, you not. That's... I walked in healthy and I walked out sick. Yeah, that's how I it actually works. got sick walking in. Like I walked in, I was just like, I I know I'm not the same person that I was anymore. Like, yeah, it, it felt like uh, you know Jeff Goldblum warping across the room in the so fly. So if you're in Japan and you walk by a pachinko and it's painted green on the outside, yeah. that's an echo pachinko where you, they won't let you smoke inside because oh. Japanese people started complaining about the same things. And uh, wow. so those are much less filthy. Generally, I don't have the layers of grime. Did you see the Ghostbusters pachinko while you're there? No, I saw the Batman one, which oh. was terrifying. Yeah, that thing's frightening. My friend has an Evangelion pachinko machine in his bedroom in Connecticut, and it's the <laughs> coolest, most why is this here machine I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's just it's it sounds like the Rapture, like it yeah. just it just it screams through this one tiny tinny speaker, the yeah. Cruel Angels thesis, and it's yeah. just like then a bunch yeah. of balls fall out, and he has like he'll like forget to put the tray in, so the balls just go rattling <laughs> across his floor. So he makes a Home Alone and trap. Come in and be like, Christopher, what are you doing? It's on Kaku. Ding, 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 ding. I know that every evangel- <laughs> Evangelion or whatever. Evangelion Lily. Every Evangelion pachinko machine le- legally ships with a mother wa- that walks in that goes, what are you doing, Christopher? <laughs> It is, it, but it, the, it, the video games are uh, and arcade machines in general, yeah. entertainment machines, UFO catchers, uh, Purikoro, which are the big photo machines. Th- those still have some market there, and, yeah. and so something like the city, it does make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, drunken salaryman at three in the morning can walk down the streets of of, uh, of Tokyo and pump 20, 20 bucks worth of. Brian uh, and I got drunk and went to Toys R Us last weekend, so yeah. So I can't throw stuff. We really can't yeah. make fun of this. I mean, I just I love that in in Japan you've got this. It's like you've got. You know, you got a five, you know, five hundred yen coin or whatever. You have five five bucks in your pocket. Yeah. You can go and you can buy a cool action figure. You just put a thing in, and a little bubble comes out, and you're like, Ashapon, there you go. That's yeah. my thing. Or you can go and have noises and lights at you and you lose the money and nothing happens. You yeah. get some balls in a cup and then you have to go home. And you get cancer. Yeah. Or you can have a thing in the middle where you sort of try to make a, a thing happen with the UFOs and maybe you get a toy, yeah. maybe you lose yeah. your money. Now, at the risk of creating a terrible soundbite, you can trade those balls for cash. Um, I mean, that's uh, you go around the side of the building and there's a little Yakuza stand hidden around the back and you trade You've been reading my Craigslist posts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, Wait, is it Yakuza stand? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, the, the, the with, you know, at, at the threat of my life, a lot of these places are closely tied. So the Japanese mob is is not nearly as separated from day to day society as as it is They're here. They're closer ever... to a volunteer fire department than I, a real criminal a way, organization, in a way. Um, but yeah, most well, a lot of the gambling is is yakuza controlled, yep. yakuza influence. And so you you have these places where you can trade the balls in for prizes, or if you know where the little window is, you go outside the pachinko parlor around the corner, and there's a little window, and there's a guy sitting there, and he'll trade the balls for cash, and he works for the mob, and they take a cut and. You know, that's that. I've got balls of steel. So, moving on. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, uh, Staying with Square Enix uh, for a second. Uh, they announced uh, that they're asking developers to pitch ideas for games based on Gex, Fear Effect, 
and Anachronox. So this is part of their, they had their program where they were like, hey, uh, now that we uh, have IDOS, we have all these properties that we don't care about. Yeah. Uh, but if you guys want to make games about them, you can. That's the best thing they I can possibly do. I think it's fascinating. It's, a lot of people yeah. don't really know that part of game development is that there are studios that are... They just own things? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, there are studios that finish a project and they're waiting for their next one to come along and they just go... Um, do you, do you guys want to make a, like a mock Gears of War game and mm-hmm. see if Epic wants to buy it? And they just put together this pitch, and then it never sees the light of day, and then mm-hmm. it ends up on a site like Unseen64. Yep. Shout out to those guys again. Um, so I think Are you I, on their payroll? What is yeah, that? I am. I, uh, <laughs> he just loves good yeah. things, and I he do, wants I do. to spread the word. Um, so I think this is really cool. And it's also like the Gex thing is amazing to me because that is so 90s. Yep. It is such a 90s character. Like everything about that guy is garish and neon and, and beautiful. Gould. And yeah. yeah, and it's just like, <sighs> it's it's a Paula Poundstone jacket. Like, it's just amazing. So I want, I, I printed off the Wikipedia page because I didn't realize Gex had a story. Uh, Brian, if you want to read just a couple paragraphs yeah, of sure. the Gex story. <laughs> do that. Uh, start a story, go to the next page. Uh, this story gets weird. Gex and his family live in Maui, Hawaii. His mother raised him and his three younger siblings while their father worked for NASA. What? (laughs) Gex's hobbies include spending time with his friends, surfing, playing the ukulele, and throwing poi parties. It feels like they tried to write pot, and then they just (laughs) skipped the letter, and it's the same thing. One day, Gex's mother... This keeps going. One day, Gex's mother gets a phone call from NASA. (laughs) What? (laughs) Explaining that Gex's father and 10 human volunteers died when their rocket exploded on the launch pad. According to the manual, the explosion was caused by a band-aid floating in one of the fuel tanks. Soon, the Gecko family's carefree life is shattered when Gex bottles up his emotions and takes refuge in front of the television to get over the tragedy, only to become obsessed. Three weeks later, he becomes an addict to TV. <laughs> wow, so Gex is really based on the death of a paternal figure and, yeah. de- and the, the an serious depression that follows yep. from television addiction. Three weeks later, he becomes an ad- addict to TV after several un- unsuccessful attempts to get Gex to stop watching TV and consulting with a minister and friends at work. Wow, he turned to religion for a moment. <laughs> Gex's mother decides it is time for a change. The Gecko family moves to Encino, California, home of Pauly Shore. Gex's TV is taken away, and he flees from home. After several months of living on the streets, Gex inherits an enormous amount of money, and he moves back to Maui to live in a mansion and buys the world's largest TV. This is still going. (laughs) Are you kidding me? While watching TV one day, Gex swallows a passing fly, not knowing it is sort of a miniature transmitter. You don't need any of the story before this to get to where we are right now. Moments later, a huge hand shoots out of the screen and grabs Gex by his neck, pulling the young gecko into his own TV. The cold claw belongs to Rez, the overlord of the media dimension, who intended to make Gex his new mascot and conquer the world. This is still going. Gex traverses through the worlds of the media dimension based on different genres, the cemetery, New Toon Land, and many, many more, which I'm not reading. This is amazing. Okay, so I really really think we ought to ask listeners, viewers, to just submit their best Gex pitches for sequels. I would would love to see a Gex that is given the same level of, like, character rebuilding that the new Tomb Raider was, yeah. was given. Yeah. Like, I want all of that. Yeah. I want it to be the most bleak game about a lizard wearing sunglasses <laughs> you've ever seen. Kenneth Branagh's Gex. Yeah. 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 I, want, I know. I want Darren Aronofsky's Gex. Oh, there God. we go. I there want the go. wrestler but with Gex. Oh. 
<laughs> the Gexler. That's really all I, that, whenever there's a dumb 90s video game character, I'm like, I want I want a game that's like that cross with the wrestler. You like, want, I just want, want, I want the character saddest... to get a job at the meat counter and he cuts his oh, finger sure, and he's yeah. bleeding all over the place. I really yeah. I really do want a Duke Nukem game where he's like he's like meeting his daughter and he's like, hey baby, and she's like, why don't you ever call mom? And she's <laughs> he's like, I've got balls. She's like, no, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that, you really like Duke Nukem. I didn't realize. Yeah. Why would why would 10 humans work with a lizard at NASA? <laughs> I'm stuck on this. I'm sorry. Experimentation, maybe. I'm sorry. So this is what they're throwing out there. They're like, anybody can make this game. Yeah. Like, I, can they throw this story away? <clears throat> no, they shouldn't. Why, why, did you guys, you? Um, on a kind of parallel note, did you guys play uh, Bubsy 3D? Yeah. Oh, the, the really the, the newest one? Yeah, yeah. The, the one Arcane the, Kids? Yeah, yeah. Where Bubsy no. goes to the uh, Los Angeles County Museum of Art, the LACMA. Mm-hmm. It's the weirdest thing. You got you guys at home. You should all go find this. You can play it for yeah, free online. It's a weird I, Unity game. Uh, it's about Bubsy dying and going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> after visiting an art exhibit. That sounds amazing. It's the yeah. best thing. It's yeah. just the best thing. No, that, I've never never played this. I wow. want this to happen to Gex. Like I yeah. want a thing where they're like, why can't we explore this lizard character? Why? Mm-hmm. Clearly, there's there's a lot of stuff to explore. There's I, a lot I like of your, deep themes. I like your kind of wrestler angle where everyone's telling him to let it go, but it's just specifically about the 90s. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's and obsessed. it's actually which is interesting because we're we live in a 90s obsessed generation right now. Sure, where people are just like, oh, I can't thing you can't remember about the 90s. The snap pogo, pogo like, balls. Shut up! Stop pogo remembering balls. the 90s and start living now. <laughs> yeah. um, but I like this idea of this character just being stuck back there, and he doesn't understand why because yeah. he started watching TV out of addiction and depression because his dad died at NASA. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Dude, games are weird, right? Yeah. Band-aids are very dangerous in <laughs> rocketry. Also, what a what a totally just bizarre <laughs> piece of minutia. I know. Like, here's the debris, the specific debris that yeah. caused the death of this cartoon gecko's father. Dude, yeah. this is still the least weird thing about the 3DO, that story right that's there. True. I mean, that, that's yeah. honestly, as weird as all that is, yeah. all of that is far less weird than the, the existence of the 3DO in the first yeah. place, which led to the existence of Gex. So yeah. I... I, I I mean, all right. So let's bring that little lizard back. <laughs> it's coming back soon. Game of the year, twenty sixteen. Uh, okay, we have one more news story, Jared. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it to you because you're you're probably really excited about this. Uh, yeah, I am actually. Uh, so we've got this uh, House Mark and Eugene Jarvis yes. making a game. So Eugene Jarvis, not the supercomputer that uh, Tony Stark uses to build evil robots, <laughs> but uh, Eugene Jarvis, in fact. Uh, Influential game designer, uh, most important games are Robotron 2084, Defender, uh, Smash mm, TV, mm-hmm, Stargate, yeah. uh, NARC, which is not one of... Cruising USA. Yeah, let's forget NARC and Cruising USA and just push uh, them off the Excuse board. me. Cruising yeah. USA. Only 90s really? kids will remember <laughs> Cruising the USA. Okay, yeah. 17 BuzzFeed reasons 90s yeah. kids remember Cruising <laughs> USA. No, but uh, mostly known for, for these masterpiece shooters. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just these amazing games with quirky controls, dual joysticks. He, he, this guy, he didn't invent the dual stick shooter, but he perfected it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Defender, which is just sort of like trying to use a typewriter to control a spaceship in an action game. <laughs> yeah. It somehow works. Yep. Uh, it's great. Um, and uh, now he's working with these guys to, to build another, ar- yeah. I assume, wonderful arcade-style game, which yeah. is kind of their, their wheelhouse. You know, Housemark is – yeah, exactly yeah. their wheelhouse, from Resogun to Super Stardust exactly. to yeah. Dead Nation. Uh, yeah, it's super exciting. I like the idea – of these sort of classic pillars of video games coming back and working with like a small sort of indie studio to be like, hey, we understand how games exist now and we've made a lot of successes, but you are also 
wildly influential to our medium as a whole. Yeah. So yeah. let's well, get together. That's an awesome. That's an awesome concept. Yeah, yeah. Resogun is Defender Three. I okay. mean, they're they're so influenced by his work yep. anyway. So this is this is sort of like having. Uh, this is like being at a video game company that that produces games that that are derivative of Super Mario Brothers or Zelda, yeah. and Miyamoto coming in to yeah, collaborate yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. for them, that's what this is like. That's, and, kind of, and so that's, that's I, my brain went there too. Yeah, uh, I I think that's awesome. I would love to. I mean, we <coughs> should we should actually open that up to a discussion for a later episode of sort yeah. of like what pairings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what legends and 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 sort of like newer 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 teams should do we want to see form together on a new game by the way kids go back and play Robotron 2084 best arcade game ever yeah i'm totally with you on that actually that's yeah. uh, i had a Robotron 2084 cabinet that somebody was throwing out and i just happened to be driving by uh when i lived in new jersey and i shoved it in the back of a car awkwardly <laughs> and had my friend kind of like hold on for dear life to bring it home and like didn't work very well but uh-huh. it's such a beautiful machine and it's such a great game it's like if you, if you like games like resogun and you like games like super stardust and geometry wars like go back and play robotron because it really is is there an hd remix of that that i could get there's, there's, there's a probably ways you can play that yeah. there's a terrible I feel like PlayStation you can play in the browser remake now. In, in 3D um, oh, and no. it was there was a Robotron 64 right? uh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah there was, was that's right yeah. there was an XBLA for a while and I think they delisted it yeah um, uh, if you want to play it though where we live just go down to High Scores Arcade in Alameda they have a beautiful cabaret well, that's on an island of it. what if the bridges break well then go to go to uh, Museum Mechanique they've got one there too but yeah. it's on the water what if the, the tides roll in Oh, you can uh, probably play it in a browser for free now because yeah, it's 2015. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but you need two sticks to play it, right? It doesn't work otherwise. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Well, so just get two sticks. Yeah. That's a, no, that was a good point. If you, have, have, uh, if you have cool pairings, uh, let us know in the comments. Yeah, yeah. let us know. What's, what's, your, what's your game pitch? Email us. What old man do you want to see work with a bunch of young indie teens in Montreal or Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Uh, so we also have, we have a, a big list of, of PlayStation games coming out this week. The Andrew, mm-hmm. the Andrew Goldfarb list of da, 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 I don't know this. I don't know what this. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. The so Andrew Goldfarb list of, of things that we love Andrew Goldfarb for. Max, you want to read these? Sure, I'll take. It's a big this. list of games. I always appreciated his humility. Yeah. Dead Man's Cross is coming out for Vita digitally. Dead or Alive, Dead or Alive Five last round. <laughs> Finally, the last Dead or Alive Five <laughs> is coming out. Yes. That's coming out PS4 digital and retail uh, with all the bikinis that you could possibly want in a game. Too yeah. many bikinis. Hand of Fate coming out for PS4 the, the digitally. The discard for that game, by the way. Oh. Sorry, the discard for Dead or Alive. Is it gross? It's it it's just a it's like a puddle. It's a it looks like a wet disc. I'm not kidding you. Jeff Grossman just tweeted this earlier this morning. Okay, now I want to get it. Yeah, physically, it's a big wet disc. Physically, um, yeah. So, Hand of Fate, uh, Beyond the Thirteen Gates, at the end of the world, the Beyond. game of life and death is played. Okay, Gates. the Order 1886. We talked about this. That's coming out for the PS4 digitally and retailily, available on 220 on Friday, which is weird. Why do games come out on Fridays? To make a to make a an impression to make kick the statement. door down, yeah. yeah. They're like, we don't do Tuesdays. Yeah. We're we're filmic. This is not your grandfather's <laughs> release date. That's when movies come out on Friday. It's not like games or comic books that come out on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, <laughs> or movies that come out on Wednesdays. So now, just to get massive, to get cuts. more money. Yeah. Uh, Paparazzi is coming out for PS4. What is that? I don't know. I, I think it's a game where you take pictures of people. The celebrity runs, dashes, and hides while the paparazzi tries to take constant photos of them. <laughs> okay, like I smell a let's King. play. That sounds awesome. Yeah. That sounds like sneaking. Yeah. Like, yeah. Huh. yeah. There's Pillar, PS4, digitally. Lost in an intimate, snowy town, a pallet of individuals are in search of a mysterious artifact said to bring great knowledge and understanding. 
How are this many games coming out? This is awesome. Cubert <laughs> rebooted. It's coming out for PS4, PS3, and Vita. I was it's so a three-way cross-buy. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Did you do the same thing I did, Jared, What's where that? you read that headline? You said Cubert rebooted, and then you looked at the pictures of it, and you're and like, why did you do this? Why do you have a why flaccid you... genital for a nose on this thing? Still, and yeah. why does oh. it look like a you know crappy what's funny? cell phone game? It's Cubert is one of those characters that like I joked for years. Like, there's We, no. we, we see HD remakes and then reboots all the time, but Cubert was one of those things I was like, nah, you can't do anything with that guy. That's mm-hmm. just like, he's a weird snake-nosed monster that fights real snakes and they fight on a pyramid and none of it makes sense. <laughs> They'll never bring this. Oh, it's back. Damn it. Yeah. I was actually excited because this is one of those uh, one of those old games, one of those good old games that hasn't been done to death. Yeah. Like hasn't been remade over and over. There was a Cubert 2. It's weird. Nobody. There was a Cubert 3 on the Super Nintendo. Um, but by and large, it's not really had much done with it. And I thought there's still some room to explore. It's a neat principle. Uh, yeah. The idea of you know controlling territory and changing the color. But it looks like a crappy cell phone game when I saw. Maybe yeah. I'm being unfair to it. Um, I like it when he swears. Uh, I like that as well. I think it's a funny time, and I like snakes. He was great in Wreck-It Ralph. He was. Uh, he was. He was, a good, he was wonderful. He got a gold gold for that, didn't he? But the, yeah, he did. The <laughs> character design in the new one is the worst. I just can't look at him without being like, why? Wait, why do we is... know, is the new one like a take on the wrestler? No. I... <laughs> it's a reimagined, rebooted yeah. version with state-of-the-art 3D gameplay and graphics that remain faithful, and he has to come to terms with his illegitimate daughter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just want to cry. May or may not and then we've got Treasures of Montezuma Arena, which is coming out digitally for PS3. Fight to survive. Help Montezuma make his way through the dark catacombs of a sinister ziggurat. Ten points for the word ziggurat in the description. That's a cool word. Why would I help that guy? Doesn't he give people water yeah. curses? I think, yeah. What, Treasures of Montezuma, what, like Mylanta? Like, water curses. Uh, Food poisoning is what, what my brain was looking for. <laughs> because it doesn't operate like Water that. curses? My brain is really like if you gave, you know those, when people get those refrigerator magnets that just have a bunch of different words and yep. it's just like, oh, j- jalapeno car. I feel like <laughs> you're going to go to France you'll be like, pardon moi, which way to the water temple? They're going to be like, <laughs> can I meet President Horse, please? <laughs> How do I eat the sand? <laughs> and there's Trivial Pursuit Live, which is exactly what it sounds like. That's for PS4 and PS3, digitally, mm-hmm. digitally only. If you like Trivial Pursuit. If you want that game for free, you can play it on the side of ketchup bottles now because that's an actual thing they do. In you can go to some diners where they have those cards on the table. I have a good time with those. Yep. Uh, Ask for the coloring books and just draw whatever you want. Yes. Make a non-canonical fish. Impress your date by knowing about 80s politics. Fool your friends. Um, go Dukakis. Okay. <laughs> Demos and betas. Pillar is getting a PS4 beta if you want to know about an intimate snowy town full of a palette of colorful characters, but you're not that invested in a palette of co- colorful characters. But there no No ziggurats. Um, Watch out for Montezuma's Revenge. Yeah. It shows up in your poop, apparently. The water curse. The water curse. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had one last email I wanted to read, and it's from rentals at listing7.rent.com. And All right. And it's sent to beyond.ign.com. Yeah. Uh, and it said, for the week of uh, February 6th to February 13th, we, beyond at IGN.com, contacted no one, saved nothing, but we viewed two things. Uh, evidently, we viewed the Meadowbrook Apartments in Stateline, Nevada. Okay. And we also viewed uh, the Lake Vista Apartments in uh, Stateline, Nevada. So what you're, what, you're oh. saying, what you're doing here, A, is you're reading spam on the show. <laughs> and I'm B, okay with you're that. implying that somebody is – no, I think this is great. I think you're so- implying that somebody is using the Beyond email address to try to rent a, a, a nice waterside home in, in Nevada. Stateline, but Nevada. But they're not that hellbent on it because they only looked at two listings. Yeah. <laughs> and we know that they want – pets are okay, so I think they're, they're – they're worried about pets. Who, yeah. are, these, who yeah. are these people? These I mysteries. like I like the idea of being hacked to k- just casually sort of look at 
state line houses. Hey, here's a great Redfin update. There's new listings in your area. Yeah. Uh, when they find a body under one of these houses, yeah, we're not sure. going to be laughing anymore. That's yeah. going to be creepy. Unless yeah. it's a clown. So, no, Marty, thank you for handpicking that beautiful uh, email yeah. about yeah. those two listings. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Head on over to rent.com to, I guess, pay rent. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or just learn about tickets for a hot musical that came out like 30 years ago. Yeah. yeah. If you hate the idea of owning something... Go to rent.com and just then you can not have it, but I, still pay like you do. There you go. I want to own, I, but I can't. Well, you should. You want a look piece at, of my heart? Look at oh, rent.com then, because yeah. you can rent a ownership. I don't know. Anyway, they're the IGN of stuff you can't buy. I guess it's. I think it's time to go now, guys. No, Let's get out of here. One more segment. Wait, one more segment. What's the segment? It's the new segment. Oh, the, what? Oh, the new segment. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. The okay. new segment. I don't know. Is I'm, the ghost gone? <laughs> is the ghost gone? <laughs> the ghost is dead. We killed it with our <laughs> our, our rifles. So it's a new segment, not to be confused with the new segment. No, it's a new a new, new segment. Time for something new. Is it a new segment called Hang Around? Yeah, it's called Hang Around. Hanging there. Uh, no, this is something we have a we have ideas for a lot of new segments. Yeah, but, uh, one of them that we're super excited for uh, is called the. Uh, we're calling it Beyond's Essential 50. Yes. Aww. Do you want to explain what that is, uh, Max? Yeah. So basically, we decided that um, there are a lot of PlayStation games out there. Yeah. They made a whole bunch of them mm-hmm. over the course of four different PlayStations and 15 smaller PlayStations <laughs> that could fit into different yeah. sized cargo pockets on your pants. Yep. Uh, so we decided that we should kind of create sort of a collection of the essential games. Uh, how it's going to work is one of us is going to show up with a cool book report about not a book, but uh, a game we think should be an essential PlayStation title mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. across all the Sony platforms, yeah. uh, and then explain what's so great about it. And then mm-hmm. the rest of us will vote on whether or not we agree and whether or not it sounds like a cool essential thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to try to assemble 50 of these things. Yeah. Awesome. And they're going to be. We're primarily doing not just first party things, but things that are we're associating with yeah. Sony. So like mm-hmm. something like Bioshock can't be on here, or right. Mass yeah. Effect. But like I would say something like Snake Eater could, even yeah. though Snake Eater yeah. went on to different different uh, consoles and handhelds. But we still sort yeah. of associate that as a, as a PlayStation product. It got its start there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Same thing That's, as Final Fantasy yeah. VII. Uh, so Jared, you're fortunate enough to be uh, number one. I'm honored. Impress us. All right, I'll do my best. So I thought hard about this, and at first I wanted to go with with something that was just like a shoe in You know, you think about something like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is is just has to be there, maybe the best PlayStation game ever, or or you look at something like uh, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, and then I realized, you know, these are going to come along eventually. So instead, I wanted to think about a game that was not, that was not the greatest PlayStation game ever, but that encapsulated what made the first PlayStation generation great. That wonderful experimental nature, that, that, that cheaper media. You know, compact discs were a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they made it easier to, to try new things in games than it had been for a very long time. And so my nominee for Essential 50 is uh, Square's Bushido Blade, uh, developed by Lightweight. Uh, which is a three-dimensional weapon-based fighting game for the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It got a terrible sequel. It's now completely dead. But it's this wonderful, quirky, small game. Uh, and uh, how many of you guys have played it? Have, have you played Bushido Blade? Yeah, you have. I yeah. used to. I mean, during the PS1 era, I think I played literally every Square. I think I owned literally every Square game. Mm-hmm. Really? Including, yeah, like from weird things like Saga Frontier 2, wow. mm-hmm. Brave Fencer, Musashi, and Einhander. Deep cuts. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, this and, is exactly a deep cut. And, that's, ah! and I went through, oh, I see what yeah, you're doing there with the swords. Now, so you have a, a small cast of characters, all of which are unique, and then they, you can pair them up with different weapons. So the, somebody's not locked into the weapon that mm-hmm. you think would be default for them. You can try all kinds of combinations with them. So even though you have a small roster of fighters, there's actually a lot of different ways to go at it. The arenas are all... Uh, interactive three-dimensional places. It's like a beautiful beach on on uh, at sunrise and on a Japanese coastline, or a bamboo forest like straight out of Ninja Scroll, mm-hmm. or you know a few just these kind of iconic locations. 
and you fight, but there's no life bars. What? And, no, there's no life bars at all. Instead, it's purely realistic weapon-based combat. If you slice someone in the throat, they die instantly. No. If you stab somebody to the heart, they're dead. If you nick somebody in the leg, they might limp a little. Wow. If you injure, yeah, and, yeah. and it slows them down. You can fall on the ground and throw dirt in somebody's face, uh, and it'll stun them for a second. If you're a ninja-type character, you might have shuriken hidden in your sleeve, and it certainly won't kill the guy, but it might disarm him for a second or, or wound him or slow mm. him down. You can lose your weapon, and the other guy can pick it up and stab you with it like yeah. as they're I, laying there rolling I love, around. I love this concept. I'm, I'm amazed we don't get fighting games like this anymore. Yeah. It, it, also, especially just, now, because I know the way you're describing it, I'm picturing the coolest, most realistic. Like the vi the vision in my head right now is like a John Woo movie, but I know it really looks like it's a bunch of triangles and squares. It is a bunch of triangles and squares, but but the the art direction is good, despite the fact that yeah. it's a fairly primitive 3D mm -hmm. game. The direction's great. So you you know, and there's there's not a lot of music. So like when you're the bamboo force, you just hear this kind of. Or when you're on the beach, you just hear the surf, that sounds and wonderful. you're standing there facing each other with no background music, looking across the way, and somebody moves. And sometimes a fight lasts three seconds. Sometimes it lasts five minutes. Yeah, uh, just depending on how the interaction goes. I love that. Yeah, yeah I so love cool. that. So game. this is actually a game that I've I've been told about uh, numerous times by different people, and I've never been able to go check it out for whatever reason. I never took the time to do that. Um, it's funny though because I know that it a game that actually draws a lot from it is Nidhogg. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's that same sense of I love the idea of you know so many video games are reliant on numbers. You know they're reliant on this on this kind of very finite kind of just organized sense of you know what what works and what doesn't. And this is this sounds like really kind of loose and crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it has that same like Jared was saying, or like a game of Nidhogg, it can go it can end so quickly, mm -hmm. like with with one mistake it ends or. You can have this like super tense minute long back and forth, which is just really amazing. Also, it's insane. I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you said this was like when when Sony introduced the discs, like they were able to take weird risks. Mm -hmm. You know, we were mm -hmm. able to get games like like Prop of the Rapper and like Intelligent Cube and mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, and it's it's the fact that they were doing this eighteen years ago, nineteen years ago, whenever it came out, and we're sort of we're now just getting back to that risk-taking nature on digital games. Mm -hmm. I think it's so cool and showed how progressive uh, the PS1 as a whole was. And that's that's why I chose this because yeah. I feel like it, 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 as well as any game, maybe better than most, it encapsulates that wonderful era. 1995 to, to 1999 for the PlayStation, people were trying just the most ridiculous stuff. And some of it was awful. We call it the Clinton era. Yeah. Some, yeah, yeah. We're back to the night. Some of it was awful, but some of it was Einhander. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah, exactly. and, and that's that's just great. And I think that's part of what makes PlayStation, without getting too Fundamental here, part of what makes PlayStation kind of magical in a, in a nostalgic way for us is that they enabled that. The PlayStation 1 let people do things with games that weren't possible before. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think this game belongs uh, in the Essential 50. Mm -hmm. Also, it's a lot of fun. The single player campaign's neat. They got little tricks, and I, I didn't even mention this. There's like a, an obfuscated honor system where you get different endings depending on whether or not you're sneaky. Like, if you do like backhanded stuff in the sword fights, you can't get the good ending. Yeah. Uh, uh, like you throw dirt in somebody's face, oh, tough. There doesn't, there's no signal. And I'll tell you this is just like at the end, they're like, oh, you are dishonorable. Or else you fight a guy with a gun at one point, and that sucks because one bullet kills you. Um, but but you can get him. Uh, is that like real life? Does a bullet kill you? Why did you look at me? I haven't been shot. Oh, oh. Yeah. you look if like you've been shot. If anyone at this table looks like they've been shot, it's thanks, you. guys. Have yeah, any of us ever been shot? I've never been no. shot. What? No, no, no that's no. not a common thing. <laughs> most people like don't have honest, that story. Most IGN to tell. editors haven't been shot. I would say all. Probably all IGN editors. I'll bet you somebody here has been shot. Someone, probably someone on the video team. 
Get they all look shot? Like, they all look yeah. like dock workers. Yeah. They yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, a few people have been shot in your life. You got there's probably somebody in the hundred people in here. Somebody's been shot. I don't know what the odds are or the stats on people being shot. Is it one out of hundred? No, so, I think it's I think it's less. Actually. Like one in a thousand people get shot. I don't, I don't know. know, our, I, don't know. I know that Michael on our video team got stabbed at one point. That's mm-hmm. like getting shot with. It's pretty close. Uh, yeah, that's that's shot. With I mean, getting knife. getting stabbed. I feel like is much more common. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. More people stab people than have guns to shoot people. Also, more people survive getting stabbed than there you getting go. shot. Yeah, sure. guess, yeah, yeah. and they can t- live to tell the tale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so that's uh, the so <laughs> Bushido Blade. Yeah. yeah, Bushido Blade with the swords and the guns. Yeah. So uh, I submit for your approval, gentlemen, uh, this fine, innovative uh, little game, uh, which uh, it remains a crowning jewel in the PlayStation library uh, and will run on your PlayStation 3 if you can find the disc somewhere because uh, I haven't been able to find any other legit way to play nope. it. Is it it's, not, it's not digital? Or I don't think it's on PSN. Wow. No. Damn. Uh, so, that down. Uh, yeah, I hope we're I'm gonna, not misinforming our audience, but no, we're going to single-handedly spike all the eBay listings right yep, after this yes. episode goes live. Yep. Well, that's a that's a great. The other one got cut off. That's a great kind of you know, entry. This. Um, yeah, so, I'm going with I'm going with yeah. Just be, uh, especially for the reason that you said like yeah, the game is rad, but also because it's sort of like. It, it's iconic of that era. Mm-hmm. Like, it is that risk-taking era. Um, so, yeah. Also, Jared could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Yeah. You're very good at this. Aww. Is that a thing? No, yeah. Mm, sweet. Thank you. It's a Tommy Boy reference, you guys. Oh, I, I you know, Only I forgot about that. Only remember that. <laughs> ketchup jelly beans, I know, from a boy in his blob, but ketchup popsicles. I did they ever really make the ketchup? I'm sure they did. They made hot sauce ones. These I'm guys sure they jelly probably belly did. Street crazy. Have you ever gone up there to the factory? No, I really wanted to for years, it's, though. Let's go together one day. It's so much fun. Yeah, that's, that sounds like we're going to scare a lot of people on the way PlayStation podcast. Yeah. This is beyond. Um, this is. Should I? Should I close everybody out? I'm, I'm like. Yeah, this has right, been great. All right, thank you guys. It's so been much. fun. Yeah. Uh, I am. I'm Max Scoville. You can find me on Twitter. Max Scoville with me. Brian Altano. Agent Bizzle Agent on Twitter. Bizzle. Marty. I'm at uh, McBiggity. Two yep. G's and two T's. I love you. You guys have the most just like cartoon teenager backwards hat yep. skateboard names. Yeah. yeah. I mean, whenever we try yeah, to get an adult <laughs> job. I'm sorry, Max work. Scoville. <laughs> It's what it says on my lunchbox. You sound like one of the scientists that died in Gex. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. Jared, uh, what's your thing on there? Petty comma Jared. So I'll bring it back to the boring. P-E-T-T-Y-C-O-M-M-A-J-A-R-E-D. That's all. Not an actual comma. It's actually yeah, spelled. Yeah, And I not know. coma. It's a terrible, terrible Also, you have a lot of letters, so people can't tweet long things at you. They can only tweet short things. Well, that's that's a Like, I hate... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stop. Ketchup, lollipop. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That, was, um, that, was, that was sort of the first episode of the Thank you guys. Yeah, that good. Yeah, this was fun. I, I like... Um I like talking to you guys. Yeah, this, this is, is fun. fun. Let's, do this, let's do this again. Someday. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this at home. Uh, you can you can send us emails. It's uh, just beyond at ign.com. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. That's right. And uh, there's a Facebook group, which is live and active and full of very charming, polite, wonderful people. So Including if you us. Go, yeah. 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 Pop go in there and say hello. There. There's a lot of memes. So watch your step. Because it might get goofy and meme-y. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there might be lols. Is that how you say it? I don't even know. Yep. I feel really bad that I just said that out loud. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that, was, that was pretty bad. Um, yeah. yeah. And of course, for all your, for all your video game news... Uh, you know, IGN.com. A lot of cool stuff. Uh, Brian and I make videos. Marty writes things. And uh, Jared, what nobody you, really knows you, what you do, I do you, around you, here. You like decode the cr- encrypted engrams of the dragon <laughs> that's world. That's what I do and, over there. Yeah. 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 Well, I find collectibles. Yeah. That's, that's what I do. All right. And on that note, um, I guess I guess we're done here. Yeah. Right. Beyond. 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 Say. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. 
wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.